Blog Talk Radio. Relationships, or 
they really don't talk about. Mm. Mm, that's a good question. That is really good. That's actually a very good. I have actually thought about that. You know, you want to go? With I that? I don't really notice as much about like busted black relationships in Hollywood, like the mm-hmm. busted white relationships get put on Front Street. Mm-hmm. It seems like, you know, it, with the exception, I would say, of reality folks, you know, like right. if one of the housewives things is blowing up, you'll hear that. Mm-hmm. Because right. it's part That's of the true. show, you know, they want you to right. know about it. But mm-hmm. like for real couples, you know, when you hear about them, black couples in Hollywood breaking up, unless you really follow that person or read, you know, their stuff online on socials and stuff, you might not even know. It seems like they keep a real low profile. At least that's the way I see it. I don't know. What what you think, Papa Didi? You I know, don't see it publicized as much. I, I tell you what, you know, you know, Kettle, that that was a, a very good question because I have thought about that over the past few months, and 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 it has so many different chapters to it, you know, because the way I feel is that I've seen so many different people. And my main thing on that is that um, everybody starts somewhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And people grow to what they are, and people live off their history. But what I don't understand about Hollywood people, period, especially blacks in Hollywood, is how they choose their mates. You know what I mean? It's, it's so damn strange that it's not even funny. You know, because I remember a guy named... Uh, Six nine, I think his name was. He's the one that came in with Vivica Fox. Remember when she was uh she first got started? Oh she yeah. Had a, yeah, I remember. Yeah, she had a guy, I think his nickname was Six Nine or something like that. And all of a sudden he disappeared because he was from her hometown. And what's name had a guy from her hometown also, uh old girl the singer from Philly. What's her name? Um the poet, the poet. Jill Scott? Jill Scott. Jill Scott had a guy from Philly that she came into Hollywood with. And all of a sudden, he vanished, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you got Jennifer Hudson. Remember her guy? Mm-hmm. He came up with her from Chicago. Yeah. Then he got into being a wrestler and build his muscles up and everything. And all of a sudden, he disappeared. <laughs> so it seems like people wow. are being... People are being measured by how much they weigh money-wise when they step on the money scale. And it seems like if their mate isn't carrying the same weight, they, they, they step off and send them back to the hood. But then they end up with another Hollywood person, case in point, your girl, uh, what's her name, uh, Jennifer Haddish, and, uh, not Jennifer Haddish, excuse me, what's Tiffany, Haddish? Tiffany Haddish in Common, in Common. Mm-hmm. Same example. You grabbing you you you're eating fruit off your own tree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now Haddish mm-hmm. grew up in a foster home, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So she had very humble beginnings. And now you're on T V talking about, well, you know, calm and I told him I I didn't want this an apartment, I want the whole apartment complex and all that. But but, but ten years ago you was a foster child. So I'm trying to figure out where have people think they have evolved. And the power of love is the same all over the world. I don't give a fuck if you're rich or poor. Love and relationships is the same no matter what. That's why at the altar they say,
for better, for worse, and what comes after for better, for worse? Richer or for poor. richer or for poor. Mm-hmm. That goes for every damn body in this world. That's why it's in your vows. Because you could be better, you could be sick, you could be health, and you could be richer, you could be poor. All over the world. So stop all that Hollywood shit thing and I gotta grab another millionaire. Look at your boy uh from twenty what's his name? Twenty one Jump Street. What's Johnny his name? Depp. Johnny Depp. Look at him and his wife in Virginia fighting over some bullshit. Okay? So and then these jokers, look at Johnny Depp on twenty one Jump Street. Regular guy. The other girl, when she first was in her first movie, regular girl. Look at him now. They both think they fucking whatever. Anyway, I'm getting off that soapbox. That's my view on relationships in Hollywood, black and white, really. Anyway, what you got to say about it, Kettle? Um, You guys put up a valid point. (laughs) It seems like uh, the black couples that we gravitate to are certain ones. I mean, Mm -hmm. like Will Smith and Jada Pickett. Um, yeah. You kind of follow them. Certain ones you follow. Now with Jennifer Hudson, shit, you yeah. give a, a, a kitty if she was married or not. Everybody yeah. knew that she was married, had a son, and they went and then, a little, uh, a little back and forth. But after that, hey, he you didn't hear no yeah. more about it, right? Puff smoke. He vanished like a puff of smoke. Right. Like, so I think you look at people like Angelina and and Brad Pitt. You couldn't right. you couldn't run from that information. That shit was, was so crazy, right. and she you know she was so animate for taking him away from Jennifer Aniston in the very beginning, and then but my she, point she, is, oh my you god, couldn't avoid please. hearing about it. Mm-hmm. It was on every newspaper, every tabloid, right. every radio show, every TV show. That's all they were talking about. Yeah, look at, look What's at, happening with Angelina and, and, uh, and, <coughs> and, and what, what about A-Rod? A-Rod and... Um, and J-Lo, that's And right. J-Lo. When they were together, then all of a sudden, she going to go after your boy. What's his name? Fucking... Oh, she went back to Ben Affleck. And then that fucked everybody up. I'm like, man, where the fuck did that come from? Damn, that's right. like finding an old mouse underneath your dining room table and shit. Oh, God. J-Lo. You know, I was like, wow. Good. But yeah, you know well, what? I think she, she only got with... Uh, Mark Anthony didn't have children. I really believe that. Yeah, and, of the, Spanish, um, the real Spanish descent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She wanted mm-hmm. that that heritage for sure. Right. But, yeah. Um, I mean, you're right. I agree. Been, she would have. Yeah, she would have been still with P Diddy if he didn't f up with the daggone gun thing. But the yeah, guns and the clubs he, and all. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He was out there. So. But here again, the question is: Do we concentrate more on the black face of Hollywood? Or the white relationships in Hollywood? Seems like the white ones to me. Yeah, and they're all so. they, they're all crazy, I'll be honest with you, because I don't know why people don't... The sad part about it to me is why don't people go to the hood and find somebody? When I say hood, that's just a, a figure of speech. But why don't people just... Why don't stars that got money try to find a regular joker? And I don't mean looking, pulling the hedges back. Mm-hmm. But you you picking these people that are like everybody's a retread, you know? Yeah. Or use tires and shit. Nobody wants to go and make something work from somebody that can make it work. Maybe having a poor ass husband work for you. It's so. like the soap operas, you know. On the soap operas, all they do is pass around people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, new storyline. Now this Jay-Z person and- with that one, and they divorce this one, and they just recycle. People. Look at Jay Z and Beyonce. Who saw that coming? Yeah, I didn't see that. Who one saw coming. that coming? Okay, as fabulous and attractive as he was, as she was, and then he's famous as a rapper, but 
he wasn't the most attractive motherfucker on the planet. But that's a whole other oh, story. Yeah, but so we, you know, we ain't gonna get yeah, personal but they because still together. the power of love is the power family, of love. They doing that thing. Oh yeah, that's cool. I'm not <laughs> talking about them, but uh, anyway, yeah. that was a good. That was a very good topic. Uh, because it, it can get deeper. It can get deeper because it goes on and on. You That's know? a whole nother show. <laughs> oh, my God. It goes on and on. Yeah. Yeah. That's that would be a good, lot uh, of stuff. Yeah, that would be a good Hollywood uh, wrap-up I could do, you know, as far as relationships. Yeah, no doubt. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very interesting. And, you know, where Who's they making it? Yeah. Now. Black love and yeah. Hollywood. Who's making it? Yeah. 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 Mm, that yeah. sounds like a documentary. Don't tell anybody. Oh. Watch out, man. Watch out, man. All right. All right. Yeah, now we're ready for the rundown. Run it down. What you got? All right. Uh, In focus tonight, we got quite a bit tonight. I see. Elected official, police chiefs on leak oath keepers list. Also official Obama portrait finally unveiled at White House. Finally. Um, and black woman, 71 sues after banking while black incident. Wow. We still doing that? Mm. Uh, yeah, still happening. Yep. Um, we're going to need one after that. What's popping with Papa Didi? Also, we have to lighten it up with our weird news. Male dolphins play wingmen to help buddies hook up. Also, mutane piglet born with elephant trunk. Okay. Y'all had to give me that one. Okay, I, I see how y'all do. Also, a dog sniffed out cocaine hidden in wheelchair at Milan Airport. Also, Jeez. I'm saying, I, I, uh, I'm just saying with red wine, can't we be imaginary too? Also, living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap-up tonight, the kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. This is The Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the pajama party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. Or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Is it tea time, darling? All right, welcome back to the town party. One, your host Papa Didi, and we're Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Okay. All right, it's time to go in focus. All right, Kettle, going to you first. What are you focused on tonight? Let's see. Let's see. Um, this is some eye-opening information here. Um, the elected officials, police chiefs, on leak oath keepers list. I'm quite sure everybody knows about Oath Keepers by now. Um, The names of hundreds of U.S. law enforcement officers, elected officials, and military members appear on the leaked membership roles of a far-right extremist group that's accused of playing a key role 
in the January 6th insurrection. The Anti-Defamation League centered on extremism poured over more than 38,000 names, wow, on leaked Oath Keepers membership list and identified more than 370 people it believes currently work in law enforcement agencies, including as police chiefs and sheriffs, really, Mm. and more than 100 people who are currently members of the military. Wow. That's why all this shiggity was shut down. It also Mm. identified more than 80 people who were uh, running running for or served as public office as of early August. I remember a lot of the people that were in public office, a lot of them, um, you know, resigned. Um, Mm. The membership information was compiled into a database published by the Transparency Collective Distribution um, Denial of Secrets. The data raises fresh concerns about the presence, really, of extremists in law enforcement and the military who are tasked with enforcing laws and protecting the U.S. <laughs> really. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's especially problematic for public servants to be associated with extremists at a time when lies about the uh, 2020 election are functioning threats of violence against lawmakers and institutions. Yeah, they, they truly are threatening a lot of uh, lawmakers mm-hmm. and judges. I noticed that. Um, because in certain states they passed a law, passed, something went down. They passed a law about that. Um, mm. Appearing in the Oath Keepers database doesn't prove that a person was ever an active member of the group or shares its ideology. Some people on the list contacted by the um, Associated Press um, were briefly members uh, years ago and are no longer affiliated with the group. Okay. Right. Yeah, whatever. The, um, whatever. It says the Oath Keepers was founded in 2009 by Stuart Rose. It's a loosely organized conspiracy theory field group that uh, recruits current and former military police and first responders. Wow. Hmm. It asks its members to vow to defend the Constitution, quote, unquote, against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Really? Uh, Promotes the belief that the federal government is out to strips citizens of their civil liberties and paints its followers as defenders against tyranny. Oh my God! He's a lost their damn fucking excuse me, freaking mind. <laughs> and he goes on to say more than two dozen people thought it was associated with Oath Keepers, including Rhodes, have been charged in the um the um, connection with the January sixth thing. Uh, Rhodes mm-hmm. and four other Oath Keepers members are associated as heading to um, trial this month on the um, conspiracy charges for what prosecutors have described as a, a week-long plot to keep the president, uh, Trump, in power. Wow. This is an eye-opening that's, article. That's a lot to unpack. I'm it like, is. wait a minute. So law, uh, what do you call them, law professionals, police, uh, mm-hmm. other elected officials and whatnot, are low-key mm-hmm. members of the Oath Keepers, or at one point mm-hmm. were? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I mean, it makes stuff. It is, but it makes sense of what went down and why yeah. they didn't do much, you know. Um, and why they were like, able to like, fucking gather so strong and so right. so tough. Right. Mm-hmm. And all the disguises they had and distinguishedness and the mask and all the, oh, my God. And cool. why they weren't arrested right. on site. 
You already right. know what they're about. Because they were running shit. You don't arrest them on right. site, but you're more concerned about if there's a group of black people <laughs> getting together, trying to figure out what are they doing. Y'all better yeah. check these oath keepers. I think Trump made sure that the only people they had to worry about was the Capitol Police. That was it. He held mm-hmm. everybody else back that would come in blind and start taking care of everybody, like the National Guard and all. He knew if the National Guard came, it would have stopped. If the D.C. police would have came <laughs> earlier, it would have stopped. But they had to just keep the Capitol Police there because that's the only one they had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Everybody noticed there was no other police there but that. So why? Because all the other police was the, the enemy. Yeah, man, that's, that's some crazy that's some stuff. Heavy, that's some heavy shit. Oh, my gosh. Heavy, 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 heavy. I'm still letting that soak in. You know, the people that are supposed to protect us from the Oath Keepers are part of the Oath Keepers. That, that's the part that I'm like, wait, did I get that right? Then they're going to use the term Oath Keepers like you're taking an oath, like it's some yeah. legitimate shit, really. Come on. But you hear what I'm saying? The people that are supposed to protect us from Oath Keepers are oath keepers. So we don't stand a chance as a regular citizen. Yeah, using that name. Yeah, you go to a protest or something or you go to a gathering and a protest breaks out, if you get knocked upside the head by an oath keeper, you might as well not bother trying to get the police to help you. Yeah, because that's who they are. They are the police. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's sad, but it's true. Um, mm. it is what it is, yeah, but I mean, I'm glad that it's starting to be open, you know what I'm saying, that we mm. know these things now, so what you going to do? <laughs> you know, what you going to do? Man, they, they deny it when they get pinched, when people point fingers at them. They, they mm-hmm. just denial, denial, denial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's heavy, it's heavy. Nobody ever wants to own their bull crap, but... Speaking mm-hmm. of bull crap, I'm a. Did you have anything else, Kettle? Before I jump in no. the next thing? No, I'm 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 just blown away. I'm gonna need a cocktail after that. One. <laughs> I I do understand. All right. So speaking of bull crap, you know how there's a tradition when the current president is in office. At some point, they do a ceremony once the portraits, the official White House portraits are done for the previous president. The current president would usually hold some type of ceremonial thing and unveil them and have that president and wife to come back, you know, for the whole situation. Now, interesting enough, Trump didn't do that for the Obamas. So the people who were... Uh, selected to paint the official White House portraits have been sitting on these portraits mm-hmm. for all this time. It was in storage. Because, yeah, they've been in storage because Trump was not going to do it. And at some point, Trump came out the mouth and said, well, you know, we had COVID we were dealing with. I'm like, bull crap. I remember when you had a whole group of kids come through the White House when he was talking about Levittown yeah, and all William of that Levitt, stuff. William Levitt. You did all the that. Things to talk so about. don't act like you mm-hmm. couldn't have done this because of COVID. And he's telling the kids about the most racist man in the world at, exactly. the, end, at the end of World War II, William Levitt. Well, kids, let me tell you about William Levitt. It's like, like, who asked you about these kids don't? Anyway, let me not get on Levitan. But I'm just saying that Trump could have done it. He chose not. And we all know why. Because he's a little petty man. 
and he didn't want Barack to have any shine during his time in the White House. That's why he tried to get rid of all the Obama. Um, oh, they changed the website and everything. And everything. Website. Anything the Obama administration did in eight years, he was to it. undo it. Erase everything. He did. He made it. He tried website, to get rid of all of it. Black so history, anyway, let me get to the story at hand. Hmm. In a break with tradition, there was no ceremony while former 45 held office. Um, but President Biden unveiled the Obama portrait. Uh, President Obama's portrait was done by Robert McCurdy, and First Lady o- uh, Michelle Obama's portrait was done by Sharon Sprung. Both of these were white artists. There are some people that were saying, well, how come they didn't pick a black artist? They picked an artist, and portraits are beautiful, so let's just leave it at that. Now, in recent decades, as I was saying, you know, former presidents would have their successor come in and do the unveiling, but we already discussed that, and we know why Trump didn't do it. But Mr. Obama was praising the artists because, you know, they were there. I think it happened, it was either, I think it was Wednesday of this week. Um, So the official portraits have been unveiled in the East Room of the White House by current President Biden. And uh, Mr. Obama praised the artist. He said he wanted to thank Sharon Sprung for capturing everything I love about Michelle, her grace, her intelligence, and the fact that she's fine. That was what he said. I said, my man, he always lifts his wife up, and I really appreciate that. And then he thanked uh, Robert McCurdy for taking on a much more difficult subject, referring to himself. Uh, President Biden was joined by his wife, First Lady Jill Biden, for the formal unveiling where, you know, they obviously love the Obamas. Uh, The Bidens were like, look, welcome home. You know, the place hasn't been the same without you. Good to have you back. And they said basically the whole ceremony felt like a reunion. Everybody was hugging, and there was so much love and companionship going on in the room, camaraderie. All of that going on, <clears throat> and um, the break from the regular tradition was a remarkable reflection on the stark differences between uh, 45 and Obama. Now, when Mr. Obama was president, he hosted former at his at that time former President George W. Bush to unveil the Bush portraits in 2012. And Mr. Obama noted that despite their political ideologies being different, he said the presidency transcends all of that. But, see, 45 couldn't do that because his pettiness wouldn't let him. Instead of focusing on the office of the presidency, he wanted to be king of America, so he went into this whole different role, and nobody was going to step on his kingship so he was like, no, once Barack is out, he ain't never coming back up in here while I've been here. And that's the way he carried it. So it's not clear whether or not Mr. Biden, President Biden, is going to host an event for Trump when his portrait is ready because that's that's how it goes. You know, now Trump is the predecessor. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what do y'all think? Do you think Biden will not be petty? and go ahead and do the traditional thing and have Trump and Melania come in and do the unveiling and do the do, the do 
have the portraits go up on wherever they go in the White House and then, you know, shut it down. Yeah, he probably will, but he wanted to get Barack up there first because Barack came first. So exactly. He wanted to get that up there. And they put it up there immediately on the walls. They sure did. And the portraits are gorgeous. The one of President Obama, it really does almost look like a photograph. It is so lifelike. It's hard to, to see it and think, oh, that's a painting? It looks like a photograph. And the one of Michelle is gorgeous. She has on this really nice blue gown. I forgot the designer. Wu, what is his name? Uh, I can't remember the name. It's a designer that she wears quite often. But it's a really pretty sky blue gown. It's off the shoulder. And she's sitting on a, like a chaise, not a chaise lounge, but some type of a nice little sofa kind of thing with a peach background on the wall. The picture is gorgeous. So if you didn't see it on the news, y'all need to look it up. Check out the, the the portraits. They're beautiful to represent a beautiful first family. So that's all I got on that. But I'm just saying, you know, Trump was petty. He refused to keep with the tradition. So, mm-hmm. But, you know, like you said, Papa Didi, I don't think Biden is going to be petty. He's going to do the one that needed to come first. And when the uh, uh, Trump portraits are ready, I'm sure he probably will just go ahead, you know, grin and bear it, follow tradition, do what you're supposed to do, and keep it moving. That's all Trump had to do. I don't think Trump is going to show up. (laughs) That would be interesting. Well, he might be in jail by then, so we'll see. (laughs) He'll make some excuses up. What's going to happen with that? Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's crazy out here. All right, over to you, Papa D. What you got in focus? Oh, well, this is a deep little story right here. It seems like nothing ever changes. Um, This woman was 71 years old, which is, you know, stepping into your, you know, elderly, first step into elderly, older elderly Social Security world. And, um, her lawyer claimed that she was accused of um, banking while black. Mm. All right. Now, and what her attorney refers to as banking while black, a seven-year-old black retiree has filed a federal discrimination lawsuit alleging that three white bank employees in Michigan refused to return what they believe to be a fraudulent five-figure lottery check that she tried to process. Now, they're going to hold her check. Mm-hmm. Instead of giving it back and saying, no, you can't cash this here. We don't think this is real. You could take this shit somewhere else. You're going to hold it. Now, hold it for who? Mm-hmm. You never and process it. You never process it or try to process it. You know, I mean, number, you know, checks have all kinds of small numbers on them and all kinds of little intricate things to let you know that they're real. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyway. So according to Detroit Free Press, okay, her name was uh, Lizzie Pugue. She won an unspecified jackpot amount at a, lot, at a slot machine during a church outing at the uh, Soaring Eagle Casino, the resort, which is in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. She won on April 3rd, okay? She paid the jackpot taxes there at the casino, mm-hmm. and they gave her the remaining amount. What you should do, if you're in the casino, say, look, take out your little 25%, 
fuck it, because I ain't paying no more taxes on this shit. When mm-hmm. I cash this, I'm cashing it. You know, so she took it. All right, she paid, like I said, the, the taxes at the casino and left with the prize, the prize money check. Two days later, she recalled that she walked into the, it's called the Fifth Third Bank in a town called Liveland, which is about 20 minutes from Detroit. She wanted to open up a savings account and deposit the check. Only be told that your check is fraudulent and we're keeping it. Just like that, out of nowhere. And it said that the check had the, the, um, the in the memo was called a, uh, uh, a slot jackpot check in the mm-hmm. memo section. It had the name of the person who endorsed it on there and all that. And it also had the, the casino's memo at the top of the, the, the casino's logo at the top of the check. All this stuff that you could have called a casino and said, you know, if you needed to. But like I said, checks have different numbers on them. Down the bottom, all that stuff that we as, as non-banking laymen don't know. Mm-hmm. Those all those little black lines. It looks like you know, uh, you know, you you PC yeah, codes like and all that shit. Yeah, all this mm-hmm. stuff got to do with the the. That's the that's the the um, what do you call it? The casinos. That's their routing number and everything else down there. Mm-hmm. But these they just figured you know she's an older black woman coming here with some old bullshit check and they're gonna take it. Probably because you're jealous because you ain't bring that $35,000 check in that motherfucker. <laughs> okay? So anyway, the check reportedly included her name, same residential address as on her identification, as well as the Soaring Eagles logo at the top of the check. And in the memo line, it said, slot jackpot. Okay? Still, employees at the bank refused to cash the check. So she advised the first two, uh, yeah, first two fifth third staffers that came up there out of three that she she encountered she she was going to call the police but they declined instead they called the third employee who eventually retaliated when she had already been told that the the check was no good so she managed to get her check back and leave you know and, and now she's pursuing the case and everything and all that jazz so mm, mm, mm. So, you know, she got a lawyer. She got a female lawyer named uh, Deborah Gordon. You know, she said, look, we're going to win this case because uh, this check is real and that money is there available. And it's in the bank account of the casino waiting for that check to be presented by the bank. And we're going to get it, not to mention get some money from pain and suffering and everything else that went down with that. Good. Good. So she won the case, the suit? No, the case is, is still, you know, going on. You ain't going to win it overnight. Oh. You know, so, uh, but uh, what are you going to do? I mean, that that the discussion on that is that all of the people that you called in for this and that, that's just sheer racism, you know what I mean? It's like when black folks come up to do anything – They've been trained by, you know, white folks have been trained by, and this is a family thing. It's kind of to do with the bank, okay? Mm-hmm. Your attitude racial-wise ain't got nothing to do with your job, okay? That's some shit you learned at home, okay, right. that you took to your job. You don't trust black people, and that's just how you feel, you know? But a white woman come there with, with big titties and long blonde hair, 
Them guys think guys be breaking their neck. Hmm. Oh, Miss Johnson, oh, 35000 Okay, all right, well, look, uh, let's uh, process this. Uh, let me call the president and see what's up and blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's a casino check. Okay, we'll just call a casino and see blah, 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 blah. But you didn't call the casino for the black woman. You just think that she's just trying to Shanghai you. I tell you, man, we so we live in a we live in a crazy ass world, man. It's crazy. And what gets me about this story is that, like you just said, it's so easy to verify. Instead yes, of it making is. this woman feel like a criminal and treating her like she stole something, all they had to do is say, "Okay, just a minute, please." And mm-hmm. then you go back, you call it. All you had to do is call the bank that it was drawn on, whatever bank that casino uses. Banks can call another bank, and they will instantly verify And you know what's so deep about they the whole thing? They didn't have to call a casino. Call the bank. And you know what's so deep about the whole thing? She was trying to open up a savings account and cash a check and probably took maybe a percentage because when you cash a check, you know you can only grab about, you know, until midnight that night, right. you can only grab. Right, the rest of the funds clear. Yeah, or, you know, like in most cases, like the Wells Fargo or Bank of America, you know, you got to wait till midnight of that night for something to, a little bit to clear. Mm-hmm. Ain't got to be the whole thing, but a percentage of it. He said, okay, we give you 500 you know, but after midnight, you could probably get another five grand, and you ain't going to be able to get another 30 grand for another five days or whatever. Yeah, whatever. But she was price. trying to open up an account and leave the fucking money there. Yeah. She's she wasn't trying to trying, do business with them. Trying to do business. She wasn't even saying, I want to take this 35000 with me. She wanted to open up an account and leave it there. That's what really got me. Yeah. I can see she said, I want to cash this, and I want you to go in the back and put it in a black briefcase and let me take it out of here. Yeah. That wasn't even the damn case. She was trying to, oh, my God. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, it's not like she wanted a bag of quarters and a burlap sack. <sighs> Say, I want it all in quarters. Because I'm going back to the casino. Anyway, just go to show you in 2022, you know, what we're contending with, you know, what uh, how we're perceived. Always in life be concerned with how you're being perceived. And if somebody look at you crazy and want to say some crazy shit, and you got two or three tellers to choose from, go to somebody else. I do it with creditors and everything on the phone all the time. I go to talk to any of my creditors of trying to get an extension or trying to ask them to do this and do that. If I get somebody ain't working with me, I, I oh, oh, damn, I can't really hear you. I, click. I hang up until I get me a decent person. <laughs> I really do, especially some, if I'm calling Verizon or something like that, paying some kind of gas bill, electric bill, cable bill, whatever. If I don't get a decent person, I hang up on their ass. Well, if I ever encounter a situation like that, I'm going to call that lady, that lawyer. What did you mm. say her name was? Deborah. Her name was Deborah Gordon. Deborah Gordon. That's who to call. All right, y'all heard that. If you get into a banking while black spot, get in touch with attorney Deborah Gordon. She'll get you straight. All right, I heard that. That's what's up. Well, I'm ready for a cocktail right about now. Mm-hmm. What you think, Papa Dini? It's about that time? What you say, Kettle? Is it cocktail time? Yeah, I think so. All the shaking we've been going through. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. What you got for us this week? Cocktail of the week brought to you by Kettle. <laughs> what you got, Kettle? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, something uh, uh, simple, but uh, sounds very refreshing. We're going to go into 
uh, the vodka category, vodka or gin category. It's called the Cucumber Collins, like a Tom Collins, but it's a Cucumber Collins. Um, It's two ounces of cucumber vodka or cucumber gin, whichever you prefer. Um, I would like a little more, two and a half ounces, but two ounces is sufficient. (laughs) Um, One ounce of the... Uh, don't even try it. Um, one <laughs> ounce of the um, elderflower liqueur, um, three-fourth ounces of lemon juice, club soda, and cucumber slice for garnish. So we're going to pour all these ingredients, except the club soda, into a shaker, tin, and add ice. Shake until well chilled. Strain into a Collins or a highball glass filled with ice and top with club soda. Um, stir gently and garnish with a cucumber slice. And that is the cucumber collins. Okay. I like that. Nice. I like anything nice. when you add cucumber. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> the cucumber herself. Yeah, that's a winner. Winner, winner. Cucumber go. dinner. All right, now. <laughs> What's up? All right. Well, thank you, Kettle, for the cocktail of the week, the cucumber <laughs> collins. <laughs> Thank you, Papa Didi, for the echo chamber. <laughs> we, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back on the other side of the break with uh, Papa Didi. And what's popping? Uh, okay. Don't you move. We'll be right back. How you doing? I'm Papa Didi, one of the hosts of the Pajama Party. And I'm here to uh, introduce you to two of the segments I have on the Pajama Party. One is called... What's Poppin' with Papa Didi, and the other one's called Living for the City. What's Poppin' is maybe a topic that really popped at me that week about something really going on that's serious. And on Living for the City, I talk about stuff that has to do with the inner city, the suburban life, and life as we know it as far as the hood is concerned and everything thereof, because as War said, the whole world is a ghetto. So we'll talk about all that. So join me, Papa Didi, every Friday for my two segments of What's Poppin'? And living for the city. All right, welcome back to the John Point One Who's Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, Papa Didi. It's that time. What's popping? What's popping? What's popping? What's popping? Pop, 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 pop. You know, there was a lot of things I, I, you know, whenever I go to talk about something, there's a thousand things going on. You you, you want to grab something that's, you know, that's interesting. I, I saw a, a old footage today of uh, Shaquille O'Neal when he went into the uh, Hall of Fame, which is interesting, uh, inter- interesting uh, viewing. You can pull up on YouTube. You just pull up uh, Shaquille O'Neal going into the Hall of Fame. His speech was unbelievable. But what grabbed me was the woman he was with. It wasn't his wife. It was uh, after he got a divorce. I guess it was just somebody he was dealing with at the time because he's not even with that person today. And what got me is that the girl was on his arm at the time. The Even though she thought she was, I mean, she was a nice-looking girl and all that shit. But you could tell she was just the flavor of the month. And, you know, and when you're in there with people, and he brought different people up on the stage like Bill Russell, Dr. J, uh, Elgin Baylor, you know, all all these important, prominent people that he brought up on stage. And she's sitting down there looking, and the more he was talking about things that had to do with his career in the NBA, 
the the less significant that girl was looking. You know what I mean? Her her significance had just plummeted big time. You know, I mean, people sometimes could think that the fact that they're with a big time celebrity like a Shaquille O'Neal, that they're you know they're the flavor of the month and she's attractive hanging on his arm. But when he's in a crowd like the Hall of Fame room and you got people in there like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and all the people that was there at that event, you know, she began to look so fucking insignificant. So therefore, the moral to my story is the fact that when you're with somebody that has true prominency, you might have to, for that moment and in that room and in that environment, take a back seat. You know, to your weave and your makeup and your nice dress and all that stuff that you wore to make you think that you're the shit. But that person's being honored for being the shit, you know, and just and just chill. Because before they announced him, she was sitting there like making all these gestures like she was just the it thing. But as it progressed, it, she began to look smaller and smaller. And, and I'm not picking on her. Don't get me wrong. But all I'm saying is that people should... Just roll according to where, just like myself, if, a, if, if somebody of a, a big celebrity status took me to an affair, I'm just going to roll in the shadows. You know, I'm not going to demean myself or put myself down, but I'm going I'm to get in where I fit in. Right. You know what I mean? Because I'm out there rolling with, let's just say I was dating Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And she told me to go to a little red carpet affair with her. You know, I may be knocking, knocking you know, Whoopi Goldberg off. But I'm not going to go up on the red carpet and act like I'm the shit. Because I'm not the shit. I'm looking at all these celebrities that are embracing Whoopi. They're not embracing me. So I just think that the young lady was being acting kind of, you know, like I got a fat ass and big titties and I need to be looked at. No, you don't. Anyway, that was it. But the next thing I want to focus on real quick is, um, you know, the the death of the queen. You know, let's, let's just focus on that for a minute and pay homage to that. Because I'm going to tell you one thing about the way this woman dressed, man. Whew, my goodness. They need to be honoring her her seamstress and the people that design her clothes. I've never seen people that coordinated outfits like this woman. It was unbelievable. But what I'm getting at is the family situation behind that. And I appreciate the day when I saw the king now, King Charles, who he's the king. He's not Prince Charles anymore. He is the king. He's going to have his face on money and everything else. He honored that, you know, all his family members and all. He said, I also want to give homage to his son, you know, Harry and his wife, Megan, and their children. And hopefully they continue to have a successful life that they're building overseas talking about America. And I appreciate him saying that to show that he still got love for his child, you know, Harry. But if you look at the succession of who's going to get the next, you know, heir to things, it's, you know, his son, William. Mm-hmm. And then William's son, who's just a baby now, mm-hmm. six years old, he's after William. It's crazy. And then their daughters. And then it jumps to Harry. Mm-hmm. Harry's like number four in line. So it's, it's Charles now, who's the king. And then it'll be William, who's the one, you know, he's with his receding hairline, whatever. Anyway, and um, his son, who's only, I think, seven or six. And then, you know, the daughters and then jump to Harry. And I guess it'll probably jump to Harry if something happens to Charles and William. You know, jump over. You can't be the king at five, six years old. Anyway, so, you know. But you know he's 74. Yeah, yeah, it's deep. 
but he his humble speech today was so humbling, and I, I really appreciate that. But just giving homage to the queen, I just, you know, to see a woman that's so elegant, and when she was younger, she was so pretty. Oh, my God. You look at younger pictures of her. I mean, you know, she grew up, you know, her, her look as she got older was still adorable. But, man, as a younger woman, man, you never seen somebody with such a pretty, pretty, pretty face. And and God bless her spirit. God bless everything she stood for. And I'm just, you know, I'm just paying homage to her because she was always on the ball with that. And she was always handling her business as she rode in her Rolls Royces, her mm-hmm. see-through bubble cars, all that fantastic money they got over in England. And to see some of the cars they ride in are unbelievable. Some rooftop with the top wide open. You know, Range Rovers and Mercedes and BMWs, all the best shit. Horse carriages, gold-trimmed carriages with Clydesdale horses. Unbelievable. It's the way they roll over there, just all out of sight. Just oh, paying homage. Paying homage to the queen. All right. God bless Thank you for that one, Papa Didi. That was a good one. It's a lot of people going through over there. A lot of people loved her. Yeah. It's interesting that there are some uh, black people from countries that were under her sovereign that were mm-hmm. saying negative things. Yeah. I won't repeat them. Really? I won't say they were saying negative things. Well, As they were life. talking about how her, how how the, I don't know what you call it, the queendom or whatever it's called, how things were disregarded for people of color that yeah. were in countries under her reign and or yeah. whatever, governor, yeah. I don't know what you call yeah. it, but, you know, there are some people who felt like, you know, that's all well and good, but yeah. you ain't do right by everybody. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I understand. Yeah. That's how it is. I just wish we can rise above all that shit, you know, despite what people think of us. Let's just keep on rising. There you yeah. go. I just hope Harry and uh, William, you know, continue to try to build a relationship. But the one person that gets me, and I'll just say this last thing, is, is William's wife. True. She's off the chain. Okay? She's she's all up into that it's royal Kate. shit. Kate is all into that royal shit, okay? If you look at Kate, when she's walking with, with, with uh, William, boy, she, she has gotten so used to that, that royalty stuff. That she looks vicious. She looks like the how to get away with murder joint. You know what I mean? She got that look like, yeah, y'all try to take this shit from me. I done pumped out three babies. I got this motherfucker by the kahunas. I ain't going nowhere. My husband will be the next king up in this bitch. And I'm his wife. And I got three fucking babies to prove it. Fuck off! Crazy. Look at Yeah, you know what? I think that's another reason why Harry said, "Look, I oh, yeah. become king no time soon." Harry so said, "Fuck it, right. do my thing." He said, mm-hmm. yeah. Harry, you know what Harry said? Harry said that the bingo card I got ain't gonna never hit fucking bingo. I don't give a fuck how many numbers they call out. G sixty seven, D ten. He's fourth Harry in line. He, he's gonna What's be that? after. Uh, uh, he's gonna be after the brother's kids. After eight, yeah, that's what I said. Fourth in line right. after the kids. Right. The only way right. you would get yeah. in is if, if something happened, God forbid, to uh, Charles and and William. I'm sure they bypass right. the kids to go right to him. But but let's just hope oh. everybody lives happily ever after. 
you know. It is, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But God bless yeah. the queen. You know, she's a beautiful lady. But it still mm-hmm. blows my mind that Camilla is oh. now going to have the title of... Ooh. I looked it up today. The title she will have, or it does have now, is Queen Consort. She was a side piece. Yes. Who the hell cares? Who the hell cares? And now she's the Queen Consort. I'm like, and, and wow. They, and, and they say, and they say we got a lot of drama going on. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Got some too. <laughs> uh-huh. He was a side piece. Oh, they when got he it was, coming and When going. he was married to, to Princess Di, wasn't he hitting her yes, in the back he seat? Was. He was hitting the back seat of the Range, Range Rover, and she done hung they, around they long enough. They were showing it earlier on TV. <sighs> Different footage of him meeting her, rendezvous, and all rendezvous that stuff. Rendezvous while, and while Dian- Princess Diana was living. Diana was still here. Oh, yeah. And now look at her. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're talking about a side piece being promoted?
hey, what can I say? Some of these dolphins got a better idea of community than some humans walking around. Maybe the humans need to pay attention to the dolphins. Just saying. Ouch. Ouch. No, you didn't say uh, that. Uh, that's my okay. weird name. Okay. Dolphins got Interesting. it going on. Yeah. Look, we, Imagine we that. Got some, yeah, imagine that. I mean, but that was always on the forefront. People knew that kind of to a degree. Mm-hmm. It's like they say the same thing with apes. As well, but uh, yeah, interesting. Very much. All right. Yeah. All right. I got the next one here. Um, <laughs> mutane piglet born with elephant trunk. Okay. A mutane piglet has bizarrely been welcomed as the bringer of good fortune after it was born with an elephant-like trunk on its forehead. The strange-looking creature was born as one of a kind of a litter of 12 um, <laughs> on the island of Negros in the Philippines. For those who couldn't believe uh, that such an animal was born, the video footage was released and people checked it out. and shows uh, the hybrid pig elephant with a long snout-like appendage growing out of his forehead while a second snout is visible in the normal position. While images of the baby um, show it has the normal characteristic features of a pig, including trotters and a snout and being um, bright pink in color, there are other questionable qualities. The mutane uh, animal's tongue is freakishly seen sticking out of its mouth, while it's Bright blue eyes bulge out of his head. Oh my God! What kind of animal is this? What? <laughs> the woman who it's who, kind who, of mutant. The 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 woman who so gave birth to the piglet says she was stunned by the sight of it. Speaking of her shock, um, we were all shocked that his face was like that. It looks like an elephant with a snout on his forehead. Its two eyes are close together, and his feet are um, big like elephants. Wow. Mm-hmm. However, despite uh, this, she decided to share the photos of the mutane piglet online after being told the creature could bring good fortune. Wow. They say it's lucky because of the piglet's strange face. It survived for 30 minutes. That's all? Wow. Wow. That's crazy. That's a lot. I had to take that on. Yeah. Yeah. But that, wait, so, wait a minute. I'm still stuck on the blue eyes. I have never I seen a blue-eyed pig. That's just crazy. I don't know what the hell. They they crossed that pig with a lot of shiggity. I mean, it's a lot. Wow. But you said it was a litter of what, 10, 11, 12? 12. So the other ones were normal. Yeah, I wanted the other survive. That is crazy. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Like I said, I really have to check out that photo. The blue eyes have tripped me out, but then, you know, the other part. Okay. Keep the elephant out of that pig pen. Yeah, you think the elephant was creepy? Yeah, I think the elephant was creepy. Oh, my gosh. That's yep. some wild stuff. Sure did. Yeah. All right. Tell me about it. Mm. There you Ooh. go. 
mutant pigs. Okay, what an elephant trunk. That is wild. Uh, yeah, okay. Sure. All right, Papa Didi, what's your weird news for the night? Anyway, I can't get over that pig. Yeah. <laughs> that elephant said, fuck it, that pig bend over. I stuck it, fuck it. Oh, my Anyway, uh, weird news. Well, where uh, the blue eyes come from? That's what I'm trying to understand. Got me. Could have been a human involved. Oh, Lord. Okay. Anyway. Moving <laughs> on. This this is interesting. A dog sniffed out cocaine, which was hidden in a wheelchair at a uh, Milan airport. And this is uh, reported from Rome, Italy. This is all overseas. A dog, uh, a drug dog, led the frontier police Friday at a Milan airport to uh, some 13 kilos, nearly 30 pounds of cocaine, which was stiff, stuffed inside the leather upholstery of a motorized wheelchair. All right, whose user immediately stood up. And was arrested, authorities said. Okay, <laughs> stood up, so he wasn't fucking hurt at all. <laughs> How the, stupid. The specialized cocaine unit was being deployed at uh, the Milan Airport to uh, check arriving passengers and their luggage from flights from Dominican Republic, since previously drug drug carriers used that route from Dominican Republic to smuggle drugs into Italy. All right. Mm. So the guard police said uh, to a, a statement to the investigators that when a dog drew officers' attention to the traveler, police first checked his luggage, which yielded nothing. Then they slashed the uh, wheelchair's upholstery, discovering the cocaine. Wow. Police said that when the cocaine was found, the chair user, a Spaniard, who had uh, requested airport personnel to help guide the wheelchair, acting like he was handicapped, he got up and walked without assistance when he was taken into custody. <laughs> so wasn't shit wrong with him. They could at least got a handicap joker to to, uh, to do that. But anyway, the passengers brought to a local jail where uh, the judicial uh, authorities held his detention pending investigate held for detention, depending on the investigation of the case. So the police said that 11 packets of cocaine mm. weighing a total of uh, 13.3 kilos. Nearly thirty pounds could be yield some twenty could have yield some twenty seven thousand individual doses of the drugs to people in Italy and they had a street value sale of one point four million dollars. Damn. Wow. Yeah, that was deep. So he just got up out the chair like, All right, I'm not crippled. I'm yeah. good. Go ahead and arrest me. I don't know if that's just I, I don't understand. That's just stupid criminal stuff. Like, I guess he thought he was going to get away with that. Just stick it mm. in the chair. I'll sit in the chair, pretend to be crippled, and then the dog bust him out. Mm-hmm. $1.4 million worth of cocaine. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. That's it for my weird news. All right. Well, that wraps up the weird news. Uh, let's see. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back with... I'm just saying, I'm talk about imaginary characters and all that kind of stuff. On the other side of the break, it's the Pajama Party Show. You know. You are listening to the original Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. Every Friday night at 9 p.m., you can talk with Papa Didi, Red Wine, and myself, Kettle, about our in-focus topics of the week, lighten it up with our weird news, our off-chain commentaries, also our unusual kiss-it list, and more. You can even call in with your own topic. 
We don't care. We just want to talk. Remember, PJs only, no clothes allowed. Join us every Friday night, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And bring your favorite cocktail, because that's what we do. Cheers. Welcome back to the John Party One Host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, bonsoir, darling. I All like right. that song. All right, Red Wine. Hey, uh, that thing was jamming. Red Wine's coming at you, but I'm just saying. Take it away, Red Wine. Okay. I got one for y'all tonight. You know what? This is something that I don't know if everybody's really focused on, but Whoopi Goldberg brought this up. It's funny you mentioned Whoopi Goldberg earlier. But Whoopi Goldberg uh, was called out on um, some comments that she made on The View talking about racist criticism of a show that's on HBO right now called House of Dragon and another show that's on Amazon called The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Now, I don't really watch these shows because that's just not my thing. However, the issue that Whoopi Goldberg was making is that Racist people out here have an issue with black actors playing imaginary characters on these kind of fantasy-type shows. Now, everybody knows, even if you don't watch it, you are familiar with Lord of the Rings. And House of Dragon apparently is the prequel to, uh, gosh, what's that thing called? The uh, I can't think of the name of it. It just left me. It was one of those shows based on, like, a fantasy thing from, you know, years away in the past. Uh, Thrones, Game of Thrones. This is uh, House of Dragon is like the prequel to Game of Thrones. So all of this stuff is supposedly, you know, things that happened hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of years ago. But you got these racist people out here who have a problem every time a black actor turns up on one of these fantasy shows. I'm like, what is your problem? Or do you really think that in an imaginary world, everybody's going to be white? <laughs> That's what y'all want to see? So some of the characters in these shows were either previously played by white actors as far as, like, their family line or something. You know, the house of the blah, blah, blahs. They were all white people with white hair and white eyes and all that because that's the way the characters look. Well, in these current shows, you might have a black actor here and there, and these racists are tripping out. They're like, oh, no, how can that be? No, that's not right. That's inconsistent. And they're trying to call out the show like there's a problem with the show. The problem is with you being a racist. I'm just trying to understand, like, can't we as black people be imaginary characters too? I, that's my question. Can't we be imaginary too? Why is it only white people can be imaginary characters? I just, I don't get it. But when you look at all the storybooks and everything, when you look at all the childhood fairy tales, all of those people in those books are white. You know, Rapunzel was white. Uh Snow White, of course, was white. Uh, Who else? Uh, Hansel and Gretel. Uh, Who's the one with the bears? Goldilocks. 
Pinocchio, even Pinocchio was white and he was made out of wood. Mm. How come he wasn't brown? Isn't wood brown? Wood and white? Humpty Dumpty Well, I guess white. some white. But anyway, yeah, Humpty. Well, he's an egg. I'll give him I mean, that. He got brown eggs. I mean, I'll give him that. True. He's he got brown eggs. Egg. But I'm just saying, like, can't black people be imaginary too without all the racists losing their mind? Now, okay, when you look at these shows, you got flying dragons. You got all kind of made-up characters. It could be a cow that got wings that can fly, that can talk. Ain't nobody tripping off of that. But let a black character show up and, oh, it's a problem. How did this black person get up in there? Oh, that's not realistic. The show's not realistic. It's imaginary people. Get a freaking grip. I guess the people who believe that all mermaids are white are going to really trip out when they see the Disney live animation thing that Disney's doing where Disney casts Halle Bailey, not to be confused with Halle Berry, but Halle Bailey of the duo, the singing sister duo that Beyonce discovered, that little young lady is playing Ariel the mermaid. So y'all about to have a black mermaid. Are y'all going to trip on that too? I guess you think mermaids can only be white again because that's what y'all are used to seeing. Well, there's about to be a black mermaid. But I'm saying mermaids can be Asian. They can be black. They can be Russian. They can be white. They can be pink. They can be polka dotted because they're made up, people. They're not real. We can be imaginary. Everything can be imaginary. It ain't real. Stop tripping. Stop all this hate. I'm just saying, hobbits, all that crap that was in Harry Potter, they trip out when you see, oh, a black hobbit. Oh, that's not realistic. We're calling them out. No, you're just acting a fool because they're not real. I don't know how much I can say they ain't real. They can be whatever they want to be. They can be whatever actor gets the job because, again, they're not real. And this same thing happened in Star Wars. If you remember Star Wars, um, the brother John, what's his name? John Boyega. That's a black brother from the U.K. somewhere. He's British. He got the role of Finn. And these racists came out and acted a fool because he's some character named Finn in the Star Wars trilogy. And these racists felt like, well, Finn wouldn't be black. Finn is white. Well, guess what? John Boyega played him, and Finn was black this time. Get over it. What about Avatar? Avatar, the people were blue. Is that what we got to do? We got to go to some extreme color so everybody can be an imaginary person? It can be hidden, yeah. I'm just saying. It shouldn't even take all that. John Boyega was black in that character in uh, Star Wars. It's the character of Finn. And these races came for him. They acted a total fool. It got so bad that the Star Wars producers had to put a statement out to deal with the racist stuff that was coming out against John Boyega. This is how crazy these races are. I'm just saying, you know, Wookiees, uh, C3, well, C3PO was a robot, but you got Wookiees, right? Remember that big hairy Wookiee? He could be whatever. He was covered in hair. How would y'all feel, the racist folk, if I told you that was a black man? Y'all going to trip out again? I'm just saying. We can be imaginary. 
We can be whatever because we are fantastical. We got powers that y'all, you racists don't know nothing about. But I tell you what, you keep on acting a fool. We're going to show you some of the superpowers that we have. I'm just letting y'all know. So as being an imaginary character, it could be anything played by anybody, anywhere. Black actors can handle any role just like any other actor because that's their job. They're trained for it. It doesn't matter what the character, what you think it is in your mind. If a black person played it, if an Asian person played it, if if a, a, a Mexican person played it, doesn't matter. They ain't real. I'm <laughs> just saying. They're imaginary. So they can be whatever they are. Whatever the casting director cast them as, that's what you're going to see. So suck it up. Get over it. All you racists. Go get a job, get a hobby, get something, and get off of this stuff because they're imaginary. Stop being ignorant. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, can't we be imaginary too? We already magical, so we can be imaginary too. That's all I'm saying. All right. Okay. okay. That was a good one. All right. I mean, it's just crazy. Wait, why are you tripping? Talking about mermaids aren't black. Are they white? Have you seen one? You know one? You got one in your family? Mm-hmm. Just show it to me. Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> that is wrong with folks. Mm. I'm just saying. Oh, boy. Of all the things that are real in the world, why are people tripping out over the imaginary? Why? That could be a good campaign. We are imaginary, too. Kiss my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we all need to be avatars and just be blue, and then nobody knows <laughs> what anybody is. It's just blue. Oh, guess. Yeah, when they can be mad at them, they got some avatars coming out. Two more yeah. installments coming out next year or so. so. I guess. All right, yeah. where are we going? We're gonna take a quick break, and then we got Papa Didi coming up with uh, Living for the City. Oh, I tell you, it's Friday night, y'all. You know how we roll. We roll, we keep it live, we keep it real. We give it to you straight, no chasing, because it's the pajama party show, and that's the way we go. We'll be right back on the other side of the break with Papa Didi and Living for the City. You're in the right place at the right time. It's the pajama party, www.apajamaparty.com, produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You've got an opinion? We want to hear it, too. Dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? All right, welcome back to the pajama party. Uh, one of yours, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. We can be imaginary. I'm just saying. Anyway, 
Over to you, Papa Didi. Living right. for the city. What's happening in the city? I'll tell you what. I'm going to piss y'all off even further. Uh-oh. How about that? Let's take it to another level. Fire in the hole. Now, this is my assumption of what Red Wine was talking about. People complaining about whatever and whatever, whatever. I'm going to show you how rigged Hollywood is. Okay? Rigged. I mean, completely. The people you least expect is completely rigged. Okay? I tell you one person I do like, though, that I really do like, that I think really did a lot in her career, I think has really did a lot for a lot. I'm not going to say both. You know, they both did a lot. But I do think that, I think that Ellen DeGeneres, now that her career is over with that show, and come September 21st, a whole new vibe is coming on and everything else. But I think that Ellen DeGeneres did a hell of a job as a, as a talk show host. I think that she just, the, the stuff she did for people, the stuff she gave people, the way she put it out there, you know what I mean? She just was off the I know her show went through some scandalous stuff with different stuff behind the scenes and all that, but but damn, at the end, boy, her humbleness and generosity to people in the hood. Just people, if your son could dance and spin around real quick, he had $20,000 coming to him when she went, when he won the Ellen show. Mm-hmm. She was handing people money hand over foot. But anyway, like, let's get back to what Red Wine was saying. And let's just talk about how crazy Hollywood is for real, for real, undercover, okay? Let's talk about Modern Family, Okay. Have you ever seen the portrait of that show, all the people on that show? Not a black motherfucker in the cast. You got that one girl, what's her name? Bagari. The Spanish girl, what's her name? The one oh, that's on. Sophia Bagari. Sophia Bagari. I guess they got her there to represent the all the people of color of everything. Now, the show says Modern Family based on the, the gay overtone and all that shit, but they ain't talking about no black overtone on that motherfucker at all. Okay, because ain't a black motherfucker in the cast at all. Okay, and we ain't going to call old girl Bagari black. She's a woman of color, but she ain't black. Okay, let's talk about Friends back in the day. Wasn't shit black about that show at all, and they didn't give a fuck. Then they brought this black girl in there later on. Oh, this is my friend, friend of a friend that came on later on when people got tipped to the fact there wasn't no black people on there. Okay, now let's drop down to Seinfeld. Okay, whiter than fuck. All right, another one. All right, and let's talk about Frasier. Okay, or we can even go to Cheers. Okay, now these shows that came out, they were popular as hell, making money hand over foot. They figured since the Cosby Show was out, they felt like black people was covered with that. But Cosby Show had their own cast. It wasn't no people like that, but that was just. Everything else was in, but let's go modern day now. Like you were saying, these people. Mm. Now I look at shows. I, I not look at, but there's networks that are out there with different situations. HBO, Apple TV, mm-hmm. Prime TV, and like you said, they got all these new shows of the Vampire of the Vampire, the, the what is the such and such of the such and such, and then make it so bad. 
some of these talk show hosts, they get so whorish and desperate that they bring these little stars that they pull off the HBO uh, Prime thing or the Apple TV. They got the little white, you know, cast and these little shows, and they bring them on the Tonight Show. They bring them on uh, your girl in the afternoon. What's the fat girl's name that was on the American Idol? What's Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. They bring on her show. They bring it on, you know, uh, you know, different shows come out, and they bring these little B actresses and actors out. These I've seen some people on Kelly Clarkson just today. I didn't know who the fuck they were. But they're sitting up there like they're new money. The guy had on his little outfit with his little shirt on, and he's laid back, and his co-star, and they're filming. They're on some show that's on HBO called the such-and-such from the such-and-such that I never heard of. But they'll walk on Kelly Clarkson like they're fucking Denzel Washington and, you know, in Meryl Street. That's how big, that's how popular they think they are. And it's amazing that Kelly Clarkson and all these different shows promote that. And it's like, wow, well, okay, Kelly, you had six people on your show today. I didn't know who the hell they were. Now, call me old and foolish and not, not uh, you know, in touch. But, damn, I watch TV. If I got cable, I'm paying $200 a month for fucking cable. Mm-hmm. So why don't I know these people that you are? Oh, bring on for her name is Sasuke Palazzi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she walks out and she just says, oh, here, we'll show a clip. And she's like, oh, 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 oh. And the guy, oh, that was a nice clip. What the hell show was that? Who is she? What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know who she is. I don't know the show. I don't even have HBO. So how the hell does she get front and center on your show at 3 o'clock in the fucking afternoon? You know, I'm just putting that out there. And these two walk around like they are this shit. And you got black people, actresses, actors, they can't even get work. Mm, They're definitely trying to get work. And and it's just amazing how there's a whole other world, and there's so much money out there through advertisement, because everybody's trying to advertise. Miller Lite, Gatorade, razor blades, tampons, fucking shoe fitters, whatever, you name it, earrings, lotion, whatever, KY gel, whatever the fuck they're trying to sell, all over the TV, cars, trucks, whatever paying big money for advertisement, paying for these shows, lying in everybody's pocket. They don't give a, show, give a shit whether the show is successful or not because they got General Motors, they got Nike, they got Crest, and they got fucking Listerine. And that pays that show $500,000 a goddamn episode. It's mm-hmm. amazing. It's amazing. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay, man. Hold them out. I agree with you that sometimes I see people like on Entertainment Tonight and different shows, and I'm like, who are these people? They are. And what show is this? What movie was this? I didn't even hear about it. And little guys, some of them are 12, 13 fucking years old, or 17, 18 years, and they're dating. Oh, this is just a business, and they're on a new movie, and they're actually dating each other. Anyway. I'm going to get off Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Papa Didi. That was Papa Didi at Living right. for the City. Anyway. He putting it out there. Ooh, okay. Y'all be quiet over there, Kettle. What's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just taking it all in. Mm-hmm. Just taking it all in. Interesting. 
Yeah, variance is in it. Yeah. Who are these yeah. people? <laughs> I guess half the people Kelly Clarkson has on the show, I don't even know. I can understand that, make them know, but do some shit to make me know you. Like Denzel and everybody, show me your work. Don't show me your face on the, on the talk show. Make your show popular so I can see it and I'll know it. But no, no, you just throw it on a fucking HBO in the corner somewhere and you come out and back like, oh, yeah, did you see our show? Hell no, I didn't see it. <laughs> I don't have HBO. I can't afford it. <laughs> now, I can afford it, Kelly Clarkson. You, you, you didn't see only... because they're white? Yes, they were black. No, no, I ain't got it. No, no, I'm just, okay, I just can't okay. afford it. All I got is, all I got, all I got is an antenna on my TV. Okay, I can't okay. afford cable. Oh and my, my gosh! <laughs> there we got the antenna. All right, here we go. Okay. All I get is NBC. That's oh my it. Goodness. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess so you continue to watch Kelly Clarkson. She's on NBC <laughs> with people you don't know. Maybe, that's maybe all I get is NBC. Maybe she's a white Tyler Perry because he gets a lot of unknown. So hey, yeah, yeah exactly the unknown until they uh-huh. become known. All right, cool. Yeah, all right, true. well we're down uh-huh. to the Hollywood wrap up. Uh, shall we keep going or are we gonna take a break? What you wanna do, Kettle? On you. Let's take a little short TT. All right, we'll take a quick break and we're coming back with Kettle. She's got the fire on what's going on in Hollywood. Gonna give you all the lowdown, the info, and the updates on the other side of the break on the Pajama Party Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show. We've added a new segment to the show called the Kiss It List. Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on ours or your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the kiss it list, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our kiss it list, hit us on Twitter at a pajama party and use hashtag kiss it, and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude. Oh, you're on the kiss it list. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. A bone squad, everybody. Buddy, what's happening? And burger. The pajama. Oh my! It's the pajama party. <laughs> uh oh! I heard a cork pop. Watch out there now. All right, it's time for cattle and the Hollywood wrap up. Do your thing, Papa Didi. Oh boy! Now he got sound effects. <laughs> Can you go? Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood, pa 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 Hollywood. Oh my goodness! All right, <laughs> thank you, Papa Didi. Okay, something different. All right. 
I'm going to jump right into it. I, okay. You're going to take a, a cognac break, Papa. Okay. Yeah, that was straight from a bourbon bottle. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Sorry. All, all right. All right. Woo! Mr. Bourbon. Okay. What's up? All right. What? Missy Elliott. Haven't heard her name in a while. Woo! She's in the news. Uh, Missy Elliott's award-winning career is now cemented with a street named after her in her hometown of Port Mouth, Virginia. All right. I heard that. Oh, okay. Portsmouth. She got a um, street. Go on, Missy. Yeah, yeah, she said, I am humbly grateful um, to be from P-Town, two up, two down, the entire VA. Um, in August of this year, the Portsmouth um, City Council voted unanimously to name a local street in the entertainment sector to Missy Elliott Boulevard. All right. Kudos to her. All um, right. Go ahead, Missy. Right. She, she notes on her Instagram that um, her grandma, she passed away not too long ago, but she said, um, stay prayed up and dream big. All right, now. There you go. That's what's up. Um, All right. This is, this is just the latest distinct that bestowed upon Missy Elliott. The Grammy uh, winner has been elected into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He also won the uh, Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award in 2019. And last year, she received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So kudos wow. to Missy Elliott. Well-deserved. Truly, 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 All right, truly. Missy Elliott. Um, I'm, I'm going to go back to Papa Didi. He was talking about the people that are unknown. Well, I'm not familiar with this rapper, but guess what? He has a pizza line. His name is oh. Little Yachi. He launches, launches his new pizza line, Yassi's Pizzeria. Um, he's entering the, the food industry with his new frozen pizza brand, Yassi's Pizzeria. Um, the rapper told the publication that his love of pizza um, got him interested in this particular uh, line of food. Um, he says he does, he has a, probably he has a song called The Broccoli. Um, but he doesn't what? like broccoli. <laughs> he ain't called broccoli. <laughs> okay. Uh, his um, he has four uh, pizzas out: the buffalo style chicken, hot honey cheese, pepperoni and bacon, and a veggie supreme. Okay. All right. He says uh, broccoli was always about marijuana more than vegetables, even though I don't huh? smoke it or eat it. I bet. I guess broccoli was a parallel to marijuana in different um, uh, songs, apparently. You know, rappers were singing, so, you know, they mentioned broccoli, oh. but it's, it's, a, it's a metaphor for marijuana. He says, I hate the smell of broccoli. Steamed broccoli smells so disgusting. He just doesn't like broccoli, so broccoli's not on his pizza, but broccoli is in one of his, uh, his music uh, raps. Okay. Uh, and he's exclusively available now in Walmart nationwide. And uh, really? his pizza's priced under $7. So it's called Yahtzee Pizzeria. I said, go ahead, boy. Like I said, I'm not familiar with the rapper, but kudos to you. Hey, hey, man. Okay. Yeah, I'm not um, familiar with him, but okay. Do your thing. Uh, look, folks will start looking him up, especially if he's in Walmart. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this yeah, this was interesting, um, and I didn't know. I thought she was of, of African-American descent. Uh, Gina Torres, 
Um, she was married to Larry Fishburne for about 10, 15 years. But she played in um, I Think I Love My Wife with Chris Rock. Um, she was also the voice of Wonder Woman, uh, DC Universe, and she played in um, the legal drama Suits. Um, she um, explains why she felt trapped being a Latino woman in African-American roles. She goes on to say, there was no place for me as a Latino and then as a black woman. I didn't identify as a black woman because, for me, it was cultural. Um, I didn't know she was Latino descent. It blew me away. I was like, okay. Are you guys familiar with her, Gina Torres? I know the name. I, I can't think, is that the same one? Does she also star in... Um... And the show with uh, that that fireman story, with uh, set, it filmed in Austin. Um, I'm oh. not sure. You don't know the name of it? Yeah. Uh, it was um nine one one Austin, nine one one Austin or something like that. Okay, that was on TV. It was a TV series. She was the she was the chief um, paramedic. Oh, nine one one Lone Star. Yeah, Lone yeah, Star, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Was she in that? Was she in that? Yeah, she still is. Yeah, she's still. That's right. That's her. There. Yeah. That's oh, her. I yeah. know who you Oh yeah, that's about. my girl. That's my girl. Right. I didn't realize yeah. she was a Latino descent. I, I didn't either. I did not either. You know, I didn't I know either. I never realized with the name Taurus. Yeah. That's a right. Latino uh-huh. type name. That yeah, she's a great actress. She's a great actress. She really is. I remember when her and Fishburne was together. Yeah, and every I time I see that. her, you know, I get jealous because <laughs> I got a crush on her and I got a crush on the other woman from, uh, from, uh, uh you got a lot of crush. No, the girl from, uh, um, I, I, I'm not distinguished gentleman. I'm going to leave that alone. Oh, okay. What's her name? Um, Shirley Ralph. Shirley Roth. That's my girl, too. Oh, okay. okay, great. I'm sorry. All right. Okay. Also, um, that's another show with you. Um, also, Idris Alba. Um, he said he is not obsessed. For playing James Bond, you know everybody keeps talking about it. Despite many fans wanting Idris Elba to play James Bond, um, he's in a new movie called Beast. Actors making it known that playing the Covenant role is not one of his career goals. So maybe if he don't talk about it, hey, maybe he might, you know, yeah, that's true. That's a good reverse psychology. Right. So he was on the um, the podcast, The Shop, with uh, LeBron James. Um, and he was talking about it. Um, that was an interesting crew. I was looking at a piece of it earlier, him and uh, a few other blacks, but then they put um, Drew Barrymore in the mix. I was like, okay. I do Drew like Barrymore. that show because, yeah, they mix it up. It's called The Shop. You guys seen it? You know, they're in the barber shop and they talk. You know, yeah, I heard about that. About yeah, I never saw it, but yeah. I heard about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I heard about about it. You guys got to check it out. But, um, it's interesting the dynamics of the, the people that they put together with that, um, because you would. So never how did Drew Barrymore that, end up on that? I, that's a good question. That's a good what question. Do, I don't know. What did she do? Drew so Barrymore just appears. What did she like, come through the air conditioning duct or something? She had a lot of shows. <laughs> uh, anyway, interesting. Okay. All uh, right. Also, uh, our hometown girl Regina Hall. She admits that oh, yeah. she has never heard of the knock, uh, nut if you buck. That was a, a crime mob track that was released in 2004 in the movie yeah. House of Jesus. Knock if you buck. Um, her, That's a jam. Right. 
Right. Well, her and her co-host, they have to remember, you know, the lines or the words to the song, and she said she never heard of it. So, <laughs> I'm not but, familiar with oh, that. Was funny. No, there was a scene, yeah. and I I saw that movie, Hunk for Jesus. Right. Oh yeah, right. And there's right. a scene when they're in the car, and that song is on. No, if you book. Right. No, if you I book, never heard that song myself. No, 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 no yeah. all this stuff. It basically yeah. talks about yeah. knuckles if you want to buck. Yeah, I, I never heard that right. term myself. So you yeah, can check, check it out. But, but it was yeah. no, I saw the movie. I saw yeah. the movie. But wait, wait, yeah, I just have to say that scene was funny to me because she's sitting there looking all reserved and he's jamming hard to knuck if you buck. And then when her right. part comes in, she goes hard on that thing. She got all the words, and she got her hands going, and she's like, yeah, something, something, and they're going hard on that song. No, that was funny. She said it took about two or three days to, to remember those lines. She was on the breakfast oh, club, and she funny. was talking about it, an interview with the on the breakfast club, and she was talking about it, so. Yeah, that was oh. a funny scene on that. Mm-hmm. Well, it was convincing to me. I figured, oh, that's her jam. She already knew that song. No, she wasn't familiar with it. Okay. Our 17th EGOT winner, which is Jennifer Hudson. You know, she has a talk show coming out um, in uh, on Monday, the 12th. Um, oh, okay. Yay! Yeah, she was a surprise that she was an EGOT winner. She won that on this um, play called The Strange Loop for Best Musical. Um, she had, she was a, one of the producers on that particular uh, play. Oh, yeah. So... Um, that's that, that that's that's what made her egot. And guess who her first um, guest is going to be? Who she got? Come on, now. Who booted her off uh, American Idol? Oh my gosh, Simon. Simon, Simon Cow. Cow. Uh, So I guess it gives her time to confront him <laughs> and say, "Look at me now, right?" Yeah, yeah you booted yeah. me off. Like, what was on your mind? What were you not hearing that the whole world was hearing? Yeah, I know she actually right. uh-huh. she sang one of my favorite songs by Barry Manilow. I was so shocked because I love that song too. Weekend in New England, she sung that oh, okay. on that show. Yeah, Weekend in New oh, okay. England. I was yeah, so I'd impressed. I never heard of that song. That's one of my songs. I love it. Yeah, All right. So and also, um, also uh, Queen Sugar. They're in their last season. This is the sixth season. This is Ava DuVernay's. Uh, uh, she directed uh, the series. Um, matter of fact, it's a pretty good series. I binge watched it, but I have to catch up. I have to say, um, I love that series. Yeah, I'm Queen so sorry Sugar. That um, this is the last season, right? Because the little boy that plays on it, he said he was five, so he's twelve now. So he's like, wow, you know, half of my life I played on this particular series. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, people go on to bigger and better things, I guess. But I mean, I think this this particular series will be going to the history for Queen Sugar because it was interesting and off the chain, so something oh, different. Yeah. But yeah. can I just interject and say the thing I love about Queen Sugar is that they make it so real. Oh, you for know sure. the storylines are not so fantastical. You know where right. there's like all kind of crazy crazy stuff going on. It's just real life going on in Louisiana oh, sure. in New Orleans. And you know, mm-hmm. like with the with the Aunt Vi and Hollywood, there are a couple mm-hmm. that's like fifty plus 
and you see how much love they have for each other, you don't see a lot of that on regular television. You don't. You don't. Or, you know, real life, you know. But, uh, you know, I guess they think that, you know, we don't have real love. So, you know. Exactly. I love the display of black love, whether it's Mm 50-plus or with uh, Ralph Angel and, and Darla or the mm-hmm. love that, you know, the uh, what's-her-name has for her son, Charlie and right. her son. They just this have black love all across yeah. the Beautiful. It's and I guess they figured, it, they just figured, I guess, it's, you know, you can't last forever, so, you know, this is your last run. Yeah, all right. go also, out while you're on top. Um, right. Also interesting, New Jack City, they play, is coming to a theaters near you. This is a 91 film. They decided to do it as a stage play. So we got Mm. Flex Alexander, Trench, Big Daddy Kane, and Alan Payne is coming back on the scene. Um, Mm. This is by film producer Jacarius Johnson. Um, He's bringing Nino Brown back. Um, So... Uh-oh. It's, uh oh! This was released in '91. New Jack City, God dang, that's that long. Oh yeah, that's, that's Wesley, an old joint. Uh, Wesley Snipes, right? Wesley Snipes, Ice T, and, and Chris Rock. He was in that. Hmm. I remember that. Um, and Halle Berry, she was a junkie Halle in there. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So it comes out in February the 26th. It's going to start Don't forget about Christopher Williams. Right, it's going to start in Philly on November the 4th, running through February 26th, ending in St. Louis, Missouri. So, guys, check it out. Um, this gentleman, he also produced the um, Set It Off as well with the Brat, um, Kyla Pratt, um, Latoya Luckett, and uh, Demetria Kenny. Um, I remember that. Um, you mean, what, sure what, was it a play? It was a Set yeah, It Off, set it off play. was a play. Yes, uh-huh. So oh, you know, I remember when they advertised it, but I never saw it. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what's up? Also, on uh, the weekend, he abruptly canceled a concert at a sold-out Sophie uh, Stadium after losing his voice. He said, oh, I promise no. I'll make it up to you. It uh, happened. He was into his third song, and he ran off the stage. And uh, this wow. is a sold-out crowd of 70,000 um, fans. Mm. He said, my voice went out during the first oh, the first song, and I'm devastated. Uh, felt it um, going, and my heart dropped. My deepest apologies to my fans. But he said he's going to make it up. So um, I guess shit happens. So, yeah. Yeah, that it does. Yeah. Right. All right. And one last note. Um Welcome to Black Hampton. It's a new money and old uh, money battle. It out for social power only to find out their town might not be big enough for everyone. This is Carl Weber's The Black Hamptons. It's streaming now on BET Plus. So um, okay. I might have to check that out. So, yeah, that's my Hollywood wrap up. Okay. That was good stuff. Good stuff. Wow, a lot going on. All right, thank you, Kettle. That's the Hollywood wrap-up with Kettle. And this takes us down to the world-famous Kiss It List. Papa Diddy, can you please Hmm. explain to everybody, in case they don't know, what is the world-famous Kiss It List? 
people to show their butt, honey, over the past couple weeks, couple days, couple hours. All right. All right. Who we got? Uh, what's that girl's name? Uh, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> she would bring anybody on this show. Okay. I'm just going to put that out there. Nothing against her personally, but damn. She will have a lineup of nine people. I don't know who the hell they are. Well, I'm going to put Trump on there for not doing the portrait unveiling of the Obamas because he was being petty. Yeah, he is petty. So put him on there. Uh, The the racist bankers at the Fifth Third Bank in, where was that, Michigan? Michigan, yeah. In Michigan, that didn't want to cash the 71-year-old lady's check because mm-hmm. they assumed, without that, any provocation that it was fraudulent. But if you're trying to cash a fraudulent check, wouldn't you be a little nervous or something? You would think so. Why Why would you think a woman, a person is crooked when they relax as shit? Yeah. And they try and open up an account to leave money in the bank. Mm-hmm. I would open up a savings account and, and make an account. Oh, so you trying to rip us off and keep your money here, too? Yeah. Damn, how weird does that sound? Exactly. Anyway. Uh, also, these racist people who feel like black people can't portray make-believe imaginary fantasy characters in movies and TV, y'all need to go sit down somewhere with that. It's a battle. It really is a battle. Yeah, I'm like, really? Y'all need to stop. It's a battle. You know, and they sit there and spend their time posting hate well, and you know, racist we, we, stuff. You know, like, let it go. I, I say one thing that everybody should hold on to. You know, racism is taught. And a lot of these people that are in the world today that are trying to avoid and evade black people any way they can, because they was, they was taught different things about us. And the sad part about it, we don't even know what they even said about us mm-hmm. because we was never in the room to defend ourselves. So therefore, we don't know what the hell people think about us. That's why I say always watch when you walk in a room with a different crowd how you're being perceived. And once you see the perception that is being given, act accordingly. If it's too fucked up, get up out of that room because there you go. Don't even let them take you there. But anyway, that's how it is. These people are taught to hate black people from yeah. the door. They think we're going to take over, which we will. We will, we exactly. Will. We will. If y'all get out the way, we would. Yes. Also, we got the Oath Keepers Oath on the Kiss It list. Yeah. And all these people that are low-key part of the Oath Keepers mm-hmm. that Cops, are on the police force. Police and, force, military. And elected officials. Elected military. officials. There's no more. They're not wearing the, the white sheets anymore. They didn't turn that into a fucking congressman's suit. There you go. Anyway, yeah. Um, something else I can't remember now. Oh, there was a teacher, and I I didn't look it up to find out where, what state it was in, but there was a teacher who made a comment about a black teacher in the room classroom next to hers, and she referenced this teacher as calling her the monkey next door, and the students in her class heard her say this. And one of them mentioned it to a parent, and now this teacher is now under investigation, and her uh, excuse was that, oh, I didn't mean it in a racist way. When I said the monkey next door, that was a term of endearment. That's what this woman is trying to tell us. I'm like, you must think we take our head off at night and sit it on a shelf and put it back on in the morning. Are you serious? You've been calling black people monkeys for oh, years. Come on. 
And this is the same teacher who did an assignment a few months back where she brought in cotton, raw cotton, and the students were supposed to pick cotton pick it in out the, the classroom. Bill. Pick yeah. the cotton. I'm like, you know what? it sits in a little bushel on the plant. Yeah, lady, a, you're a racist. It, it sits in a, in a, in a cup <laughs> you like You might as well admit it. Damn. You got issues. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, just because she's Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. Uh, the Republicans that are still in denial about the um, January situation, January 6th. And what about the November and about election? Biden's election. Mm-hmm. All of that. Election. That's all I got. Anybody else? No, that's cool. Kettle, anybody else? No, I think that's it. Yeah, I covered everything. <laughs> all the shows, racist shows. Oh, yeah. Any racist shows, racist people. Modern racism. family. Modern family, friends, yeah, and all, all of those shows that didn't have any black oh, folks. Oh, my God. No all right. Folks. Well, we got something special for everybody, as usual, on this week's Kiss It List. And here's my entire With John Barney, one of your host, Papa Didi, I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Say what? Say what? Say what? Hey. Bonsoir, everybody. And you, everybody, bonsoir. You. We're down to the last word. Last word. We're about to get on out of here. We did what we came to do. Uh, Papa Didi, what's your last word? My last word is uh, a couple of things. Um, uh, King Charles, first and foremost. I, I wish him much success and much uh, everything goes right with, with your reign taking over of the, the whole European United Kingdom. You know, that's a big, big responsibility that the family holds down, that everybody sees peace going forward. I hope that the brothers, William and Harry, hope they get along with each other, you know, and begin to talk. And, and I hope that William's wife, uh, what's her name? Kate? Yeah. Katie, Kate. that she just, you know, starts to be a little more humanistic and stop thinking that you're the shit and everybody around you is shit. And, you know, I just, I, that's all I'm thinking about these days. And with the death of, of, of Prince Charles, now King Charles' mother, my, much sympathy, you know, losing your mother is a huge loss. And God bless that family. I just can't say it enough. God bless that royal family losing their mother, their grandmother, their great-grandmother, and everybody that she stood for. All right. Well, I I echo your sentiments on that. I wish them all well. I hope the transition works out well. But I still can't get over Camilla being queen consort. But anyway, my last word is for people that are casting directors who feel in Hollywood and otherwise other places 
Stop tripping on who can be an imaginary character. It's imaginary, so it can be whatever you dream up in your mind for it to be. So for these racists out there, I mean, I'm not saying it's the casting people. It's these racists who have a problem with it. Y'all need to get a career, get a life, get a hobby. Get something. Get help. Maybe that's what they need. Yeah, get help. Some of these young white actors are such whores that they just want it. I mean, but they're going to take the job they, that they, they get. want it. But my point yeah, is, do if a black it. person takes the job as being a hobbit in a yeah, Harry well. Potter movie, it's just another role. It doesn't mean black right. people can't sure. be hobbits. They're not real. But I'm sure the casting, couch, I'm the casting couch is live and well. Well, I'm talking about the casting directors. I ain't talking about the couch. I'm, I'm saying, saying the casting the directors, exists. if you audition and they say, yes, I like your delivery, I like the look, I like what you brought... I want you to have the role. Well, then you got the job. So the haters need to stop hating because somebody got a job. That's all I'm saying. That's my last word. Tell me, what's your last word? Wow. You guys both had dropped the mics. <laughs> yeah, the casting couch exists and everything. And like I said, and I'm going to say yeah. one more thing. The casting uh-huh. couch exists for everything. It's not just men. It's women, gay folks, the whole nine. Everybody's laying on that casting couch to get what they want. And they got nothing to do That's with your sexual orientation. Level, well, they doing right. it because them young people won't work. Anyway, right. go ahead. What's the last word, Kevin? Sorry about that. Um, my last word is um, about those damn Oath Keepers. Mm. Um, it just it just seems like it's something out of a movie. Um, yeah. You know, it doesn't surprise me, but it does. And I'm glad that this is coming to the light that all these people are being found in these law enforcement and things like that. Um, like I said, it doesn't surprise me, but it's just crazy. Like I said, it just feel like it's just something out of a movie. And um, you guys are going to be found and hopefully prosecuted to the fullest. Um, but if not, uh, I guess we're going we're gonna to need some help from the man upstairs because this is going to continue on. Um, until they get what they want, which is, you know, this taking over this country and getting rid of us black folk. That's what they hate want. to say it. And and people of color, you know, uh, you know, that's why a lot of people talk about going back to Africa. I mean, for sure, for real. You know, people just not talking about it, they're just doing it. And um so all right. But but how do you go back to some place you never been? I'm just ah. asking. There you go. Well now, well now, that's true. That's true. So, but that's my last All word. right. Okay, got it. All right, well, we want to thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any comments, you can reach out to us on our website at apajamaparty.com. Tell a friend, tell a relative, tell a neighbor about the show. Let's spread the word, spread the knowledge, spread the fun. Um, that's it. We're done. We're going to get on out of here. Again, thanks for hanging out with us. And check us out on wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Google, Apple, Deezer. uh, iTunes. 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 Skeezer. She said Skeezer. Skeezer. We're on Deezer. Oh, okay. Come up, Skeezer. All right. No, Deezer. So we're going to say goodnight and get on out of here before we get Yep. Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kevin. Good night.
<laughs> Good night, everybody. See you next Friday night. Over we'll do butter. it all over again. Or butter. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Yeah.